Welcome to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. I'm your host, Candace Sampson. Spring is finally in the air, and despite the hurdles in front of us all, it's hard not to feel hopeful with longer days, warmer weather, and the promise of blooming flowers just around the corner. Of course, today's guests are bringing that hopeful spring energy to today's show, starting with Christina Lau and Raquel Rodenberg from Bombshell Brunches a community where women can access real people doing big things, making changes in their lives, and taking strides in this complex world. Real, raw, and funny, these ladies keep it real. Strong believers in representation, social impact, and internal revolution, they live to highlight, normalize, and glamorize the many different ways to live a brave and full life. And Brody is here for a twofer this week. First, she joins me to share an abundance of new entertainment, which includes a new series about Julia Child, who blazed a trail for us all. And Anne thinks teenagers will rejoice with the return of Bridgerton on Netflix. But I had to let her know that some of us older ladies are pretty happy about it too. Plus, she doesn't want us to miss out on Lizzo's new prime video series called Watch Out for the Big Girls. Later on in the show, Anne comes back with an interview with HGTV Canada's renovation reality series star siblings, Carolyn Wilbrink and Billy Pearson, as they look under the floorboards and behind the walls with their spirit of design, redesign and renewal and nail it every time on their series Farmhouse Facelift. If you've been thinking about starting to run, now is the time, says Christine Blanchett, the creator, producer, and host of Canada's only running fitness and health show, Run With It. Christine joins me with some tips for getting off the couch, the gear you need, and why now is the best time to hit the pavement. To sleep per chance to dream is something we all chase after, but in these highly stressful times, sleep, especially a good one, can be elusive. Adelina Doppler is the forward-thinking CEO behind Winks, a Canadian-owned pillow, sleep, and wellness technology company, who joins me to share how Winks is changing the way we rest our heads each night. From copper-infused pillows to mulberry silk covers, Winks customizes your pillow based on each individual's sleep habits. Silver linings can be hard to find when trauma happens in our lives, which is why Bernadette Herb is so inspiring. Bernadette has suffered physical abuse in her home as a child, sexual abuse as a child and teen, and later in life received not one but two cancer diagnoses. And yet, Bernadette says that each of those events forced her to find the silver linings. She joins me to discuss her new book with the name, of course, Silver Linings, available now. It's another full week at What She Said with interviews that empower, educate, and entertain. So let's jump in right now on 105.9 The Region. Bombshell Brunches is a community where women can access real people doing big things, making changes in their lives, and taking strides in this very complex world. 
Christina Lau and Raquel Rudenberg, ha, Rodenberg, sorry, have created a space for like-minded people, ambitious, entrepreneurial, and creative with a commitment to social betterment. A community for all these ladies keep it real and aren't afraid to disagree. Strong believers in representation, social impact, and internal revolution, they live to highlight, normalize, and glamorize the many different ways to live a brave and full life. They join me now to share more about the incredible community they're building and how you can join in. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you, Candice. So tell me, what prompted you to start Bombshell Brunches? Raquel. Raquel, I like to say Professor X'd me for those of you who watch X-Men. Uh, uh, we had started with in-person brunches because we were quite frankly sick of uh, the the glass ceiling that exists not only in the music industry, uh, but in, in many creative industries and many industries. Uh, and we felt it was just a little bit touch misogynist. Uh, and we wanted to create our own version of a an old boys club. And then we realized that we didn't want to be old boys. Uh, and so we created a brunch club instead. And that has continued over the last four, almost five years now. Uh, a few years on, just as the pandemic hit, Raquel asked if I would um, join her to start a podcast, which I said no. And that's when she professor X'd me. And now we're here. <laughs> I did. She did not say no. For the record, she was stoked on the idea. <laughs> so what are the opportunities that the pandemic has presented to you? Because even with myself, uh, you know, as much as it hurt to have to record at home and the learning curve and so on, um, it did open up opportunities. Were there opportunities for you? I can probably jump on that one for sure. I mean, so I went abroad. I kind of had the plan just to, at, at the beginning of the pandemic anyways. Um, and so I went over to Europe and decided to chase my long-term dream of my master's, which meant all of a sudden our podcast went from being in person to being all over the world. And since I've been traveling between uh, South Africa, Europe, um, Canada, and I'll soon be going to Tanzania. So um, it's really opened up the ability to record anywhere in the world and also bring on really interesting people from all over the world, whereas previously you would have had to have them in person. So that's been incredible. And then building our global team, which Christina can talk on. Tell me about the women that are getting involved in this community of yours. Like, where do they come from? All over? Are there certain uh, uh, jobs that they work in that they seek you out? Well, we, we actually, we don't anywhere say that we're a podcast for women by women. Uh, we like to focus on feminine energy. So we often look at, uh, you know, the state of the world, the state of the status quo, which we can get to it in, in a little bit later. But essentially, we have a whole bunch of people, all different folks from all different walks of life who are creative thinkers, who are ambitious, who are like-minded, who are socially conscious. And really, those are the values that drive us. So typically, yes, I think that we would say, uh, I think other people optically would say, oh, you're a podcast for women by women. But I don't look at like, you know, groups of men and go, oh, look at this all male panel. Like that's not a celebratory thing. Uh, and one of our guests, Harpo, actually said it really well. She said, I'd love to graduate from that as a construct. Uh, and so when we do, to speak to that question, we attract people of all walks who 
really think creatively and want to challenge the way that their life currently is so that they can be as brave as possible and live as full as possible. So that could be someone in their 20s who's just starting out, who's a sound engineer, who wants to live a life that's a little bit different. It could be someone who's in a corporate job, uh, who wants to create a side hustle, who has you know what what some of our guests call you know corner of the desk jobs and want to professionalize that um and we do have others who are just listening to the banter between Raquel and I because we like to fight online i would say we also have a lot of entrepreneurs a lot of people who are running their own businesses and are looking for different ways to kind of balance their life um i think we've graduated a lot of people have graduated from the idea of a 50-50 balance work life balance um, and we've realized there's just so many spinning plates. So we try to bring on representation of people living in all different forms uh, from all over the world with all different ideas of what their best life is. So that way people can get more ideas and start kind of using that as a launch pad as well. So tell me then, what are some of the topics you've covered recently on your podcast? My favorite was we have some we have some big ones. But, uh Today's um, that came out, uh, which will be a little bit later for you, is the uh, we had one on Ukraine and uh, and that was a really tough one, uh, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, we also had one recently with Michelle Lee, who started the very Asian movement uh, and uh, and she talks about uh, being a Korean adoptee, uh, you know, really s- struggling with with uh, representation as she was growing up. We just had Barbara Lee from the Vancouver Asian Film Festival, which is the longest running uh, Asian film festival in Canada. Uh, And we've had Shay Emery. Talking about ventilating your emotions. And toxic masculinity. Uh, And hormone specialist, Ashley, Dr. Ashley Margison, talking about kind of the things that existed um, uh, that are constructs of, of a male dominated office space. And you know, we talk about miscarriage. We talk about uh, various ways, financial literacy, financial freedom, uh, things that, again, will help you to create a more holistically um, badass life. With something we all we all need more of in our life. Uh, so, okay, so Lynn, let's tell tell me about your fire friends then, because I saw this in the in the notes uh, that we're going to discuss, and I've never heard this term before. So, what does that mean? And I want one. How do I get one? <laughs> I'm going to call this out. This is 100% a Christina-ism. There are many Christina-isms on the podcast, which you will find. I think we need a dictionary by the end of it. Um, but basically what I found, at least, um, Christina, we started Bombshell Brunches as the actual Bombshell Brunch events. So they were in-person events for about three years. I left the music industry and so I wasn't attending them anymore because they were really industry specific at that point. And I found that I was really missing these friendships that I had built through these meetups. And there were just two rules, like there was no networking and no cliques. And so it just built really authentic, real friendships. And because everyone was kind of all heading in the same direction and running and hustling, you were surrounding yourself with people who were like-minded and they would cheer you on and show up when you needed them. And that's what we've really come to term as fire friends. And, you know, I think we have a beautiful opportunity being in this digital world where if you're from a small town and you're a bit of a black sheep, you may never have in the past been able to find anyone, you know, to become a really good friend and to help you along. Now we're digital 
And that's why I really wanted to do the podcast as well, was to open it up and show people that there are so many more like-minded people and kind of create a space where you can meet others and, you know, chase them, hit them up on social media. All of our guests are so open and welcome. Um, so I think that's what we were really referring to as fire friends. I like to say that fire friends are people, if you, you have those people that when something happens, you go, you have those friends that go, oh no. And then you have those friends that are like, I totally get that. We're doing this. This is what's <laughs> going to happen now. And those fire friends are the ones that keep your fire alive and they fuel you. I love that. And uh, I do have a few of those in my life already now that you've defined it for me. And I think that's incredible. I, I'm going to use it if you don't mind. I'll, I will give you full credit. And now you, <laughs> now you have two more. You've got two more fire friends right here. Love it. All right. I want people to be able to connect with you. You're speaking my love language. I think networking is so important. Um, so where can people uh, find you and, and connect with you online? We are at www.bombshellbrunches.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at bombshellbrunches uh, and also Google Bombshell Brunches and many things will pop up with our faces. We're also building a TikTok, much to uh, <laughs> Christina's chagrin, but it's happening. No, Nothing's up yet, but go follow us because there will very soon. <laughs> All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. It was an absolute delight. Thank you, Candice. Thank you. And every time I think of you, it's the sweetest memories I'm here cause you were here, always guiding me The light that shines in me Have a story for what she said? Email us at 1059theregion.com Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 1059 The Region Joining me now for Saturday Night at the Movies is Anne Brody, and it's a big one this week, Anne, and I can't believe we have another movie about Julia Child. She's having a moment, that's for sure. Now, HBO Crave is running Julia, just simply named that, and they've brought in Sarah Lancashire, an incredible actress from England, uh, to play her, and like she towers the way Julia Child towers, and she's she's completely taken that vocal delivery over which is amazing anyway she's married to um her husband who's a diplomat played by uh david hyde pierce and he's hooked i mean he's not hooked up with but he shares scenes later on with baby newer so we have a fraser reunion here (laughs) but and so julia's story is that she went to france with her husband discovered this one dish and it led her on this path and of course, now, after all these years and, and uh, cookbooks, like Mastering the Art of French Cooking and uh, like landmark books that she created, um, she's known around the world and she's loved. And there's so much that happens in here to her, trying to get a TV show off the air, uh, coming up against sexism and um, ageism, and yet creating this show that took off. It's still being shown all these years later. I think she started in 1960. So it just shows the power of her personality and what she could do. It's a very high caliber production, uh, lots of period charm. And, um, but the main thing is her positivity and her attitude. And it's a real mood booster. Yeah. And she's a, she was really a trailblazer 
for the time. In fact, she would can be considered a trailblazer today, I bet. I bet she would. And when she took her first course in France, she was the only woman in the, in the uh, course and she had to fight her way in. So good for her. Well, perfect for what she said. Okay, I have to tell you, listen, I re read through your notes and you said, teenagers will delight with Bridgerton. And and I took offense because as a 52-year-old woman, I take, I am, I am excited about Bridgerton. <laughs> I am not in the teenager phase anymore. <laughs> well, it's gorgeous to look at and it's very uh, soapy. It's almost like a, one of these reality series where people are stuck in a house together. There are more parties in this series than ever took place at Studio 54. It's absolutely incredible. But um, so, you know, nothing's really changed. When we, when we dive into season two, nothing's really changed. Uh, uh, she is still hankering after, uh, oh, what's his name? The Duke. And the Duke is having his way with her, but he says he will never marry. And then, uh, so he decides to leave the country altogether. And then we have the Prince of Prussia who shows up, darn good looking guy, totally in love with her right off the bat. The Duke stays. And there's so many complications ahead that I, that you'll like. I mean, they're really, they've really worked hard on these complications, including an incredible, incredible landscape changing twist. So you'll be happy. Well, I have to say, Bridgerton is just, um, visually a stunning, stunning show. And it is pure escapism. Uh, I love every second that it's on. It's just, it's just really what I need personally. It's right. just this you escapism. So, so I love others. it. Yes. I just, I just find it's just very shallow, but, and I call it the satin show. So, <laughs> but I do, I did enjoy it. I did. I do. I, it's just not, you know, brain food. Uh, <laughs> Well, I think we got enough brain food around us. Yes. So let's just go on with uh, Pachinko. Tell me about Pachinko that. Pachinko is absolutely incredible. It's a knockout. It's on Apple TV. And it, it tells the story of a Korean family from 1910 to the present, almost the present, shot all over the world, um, based on the New York Times bestseller by Min Jin Lee. So we have this very poor girl who who is becomes pregnant and her grandson, we learn over time, becomes this very successful businessman in New York City. He has to go back to Japan, where his mother now lives. She's left Korea uh, to convince a neighbor to give up her land for a land for a huge land development. And you know, if he does it, if he unseats this woman and thousands of years of, of her family owning this property, he becomes vice president of his company. I mean, it's pretty shocking, but the beauty of it, the, the seamless way it goes back and forth in time and the characters and the depth it goes into and the music is just stunning. And what an opening sequence. They've got all these characters spanning all these years, the decades in a, it looks like a gambling den and they're dancing to seventies rock and that's the opening. And they're all in their costume of their period. It's just like an eye opener. Love it to pieces. I can't recommend it highly enough. <laughs>
Okay. We got about 30 seconds Lizzo. left. I know you want to talk about Lizzo's Lizzo. got a reality show. She's hire, She's looking to hire 10 dancers out of 13. They have to fight. They get into a big house. They have to, you know, learn routines in 24 hours. The girls have to be big like Lizzo. They have to have all kinds of dexterity and stamina. She looks at their hands, their feet, their eyes, and her positivity is great. But of course, when she's not around, these girls get competitive. And it turns into a reality show trapped in a house competing for points. <laughs> so, but I love Lizzo's energy. She's just amazing. And I'm sure you agree with me on that. So it's called uh, Watch Out for the Big Girls. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So you've got uh, these four plus a whole lot more. Very busy week in entertainment over on whatshesaidtalk.com. And you're going to be back next week with more. I'll see you next week, Candace. Thank you. Spring is here and many of us are turning our focus to outdoor activities now that the snow and ice are finally gone. It's the time of year that thoughts turn to getting outside for a run, especially if you're a beginner. With temperatures not too hot and not too cold, it's the perfect time to begin. Christine Blanchett is the creator, producer and host of Canada's only running fitness and health show, Run With It, airing on Novus and Healthy Living Network and YouTube while also airing regularly on CJMQ Radio in Sherbrooke, Quebec. Christine joins me today with some learn-to-run tips and advice on how to get started and stay motivated. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here talking about running, which is my passion. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, running is, to me, is such a, it is, you do get a real I mean, I know they call it runner's high, but there is definitely a high that comes whether you complete a one kilometer run or a 10 kilometer run. It just feels good. Yes, it does. And, you know, I mean, it is nicer now. They're, <laughs> we're warming up, right? But I find that I still struggle with being so busy. Like we're all busy and it's like, oh, do I really want to get out from my desk or, you know, away from my desk, in other words, and go for that run? And I'm thinking, so what I do, I say, this is my appointment with myself to get me out there. And if that doesn't work, then I need, I'll say, I'll go out for five minutes. I'll do a run or maybe a run and walk. And, and then I'm out there for like a half hour. It works every time. It's like you, it's like a mind game. And I feel people are listening. And you know what, if running, you may never run before, um, it can turn into a passion like like what I have learned. And I didn't know I would love running until a friend said, oh, just go for a run. I'm like <laughs> huffing and puffing along the way. But I just grew to love running. And for those who have maybe not run in a while, you maybe found you're falling in love with running again. So it's just uh, now's the time, you know, the weather's better, getting better. And and why not? And there is something to be said for that, you know, not too hot, not too cold thing, because you know, later on in the summer, it does sort of get sticky and people will find a reason to yes. not do it. And I know it's too cold. So right mm -hmm. now really is a good time to start. So any tips for somebody just getting into running, uh, just, you know, the beginning stages of it? Yes. Well, see your doctor first, see if that you're 
you know, you're okay. Because you may have not run in a while or maybe your first time. Yeah, so invest in a pair of proper running shoes for you. Because one sh a shoe size does not fit all. Like you want to feel comfortable. And also, wear proper socks. You know, try to avoid cotton. You know, so while you're in the shoe store getting properly fitted, get a pair of socks. Because I'm telling you, it really does um help in the long run so having the proper socks the proper shoes proper clothing dress for the weather conditions also find a proper running program you know there's so many running programs out there so you want to find one that's for you and it's about you it's your appointment with yourself finding the right coach or the right program and just listen to your body too you know and i said at the beginning um you know see a doctor before okay and when it comes to running shoes you know, I, I find that that decision is overwhelming. So do you recommend that you go to an expert and not just go try to do it on your own? Yes, go to an expert. I find that will be the most benefit and you will, it's an investment because if you don't, you may get injured or you may, um, you might not be fitted properly. Now, with that being said, if you've been running for a long time and you know the shoe size, you know the, the maybe it's, you know, the proper brand, then if you want to go somewhere and think, okay, this is the right shoe, then you can go to someone else. But I am a firm believer. I always like to go to the right specialty shoe store and get properly fitted with my socks. <laughs> and, and, and then I feel like that confidence too, right? It gives you that that confidence that you're being fitted properly, you're wearing the proper clothing and the proper program, um, everything PPP, proper program, proper fitting, proper shoes, clothing, and yeah, because it's, it's, if you're going to start something, you want to do it well. Exactly. Okay. And what about staying motivated? What's your top tip for, for pushing yourself out the door every day? It is my point with myself and then I'm going to feel good after. You know, it's about getting out there, getting away from the desk and just know that you're not alone. Finding that support, being accountable, phone up your friend and say, hey, I'm going for that run. I'm going to go or for a run and walk uh, for a half hour. I'm going to do this. Explore, explore routes, explore going around the block. You know, it's your time. And, and I find that uh, if you're accountable, um, it goes a long way. It really does. And then writing it in, writing it on a calendar um in your logbook um and looking back you know and then treating yourself saying if i go for that run walk or run for half hour 40 minutes and then i'll say now i can have my banana walk for a banana <laughs> whenever i love chocolate all right well i want people to be able to follow along with you because you do offer a lot of inspiration a lot of tips and we can't get it all in this one interview so where can people find you christine and keep up with you if they can yes <laughs> I'll go to runwithit.ca and social handles is uh, Christine underscore TV or Christine Runs on Twitter. You'll find me, just Google Christine Blanchett and I'll be happy to help. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. Because you loved me. More with Candace Sampson and what she said coming up on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 105.9 The Region. If only you could see me. 
The Dalai Lama once said that sleep is the best meditation, and after the stress of the last couple of years, we definitely need good sleep to stay mentally and physically at our best. As more and more people turn to sleep hygiene to ensure the best possible setting for getting optimal sleep, my next guest wants you to take a good look at your pillow. Adelina Doppler is the forward-thinking CEO behind Winx, Canadian-owned pillow sleep and wellness technology company. Adelina joins me now to share how Winx is changing the way we rest our heads each night. Welcome to the show, Adelina. Thank you, Candace. Nice to be here. So I have to say, I mean, the pillow is probably almost as old as humanity, really, when you think about it, a place to put your head down. What inspired you to change really what's been in place for many, many years now as far as pillow technology? Um, so what inspired us is we constantly were like myself, I was constantly losing sleep, always tossing, turning, fluffing my pillow, putting my arm under my pillow and just really not getting a restful sleep. So, um, a very good friend of mine, one of my best friends, Dr. Will Hydery, and I started talking about it. Well, I was complaining about it and he's like, let's think of something. Let's do something. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. I just need good sleep. Let's figure this out together. So you looked at customizing pillows then for the individual, which I think is great because, you know, I sleep on my side, for example, uh, which requires a different pillow than somebody who might sleep on their back or somebody who might sleep on their stomach. So is, are those the things you look at when you're customizing pillows? Absolutely. So we do, we do like a, a questionnaire for people and they kind of go through these questions and they figure out what is their preference because everyone has their own sleeping style. But we did try to incorporate as well um, the proper way you should sleep. Like, so the pillow actually promotes you to sleep how you should, which often many of us don't. So it is really customizable in that way. And it's really kind of sleep training in that way as well. And there's other th elements that you've pulled in as well. So I noticed on one of your pillows, for example, that you add copper. Absolutely, yes. So we have two right now. Uh, we've added copper and we've infused the whole pillow with it. it. It's a little different in that way. So the entire pillow is infused with copper or ceramic. And both of those have different benefits. So depending on your questionnaire and the things that you answer, it will kind of direct you where you need to be. So copper is healing, ceramic is cooling. And, you know, there's different benefits to both, but both are amazing. I imagine that ceramic being cooling uh, for women in menopause would be racing for that pillow. You know what? <laughs> it, it, I'm just hitting there. So <laughs> I hate to give away my age, but I am just hitting there. and. It has made a world of difference having the ceramic because I had the copper as well. And I switched to the ceramic once I hit that stage. So once people go to your site then and start to fill in, how long does it take to figure out what pillow is right for them? So the, the questionnaire is, I think about six questions total. It kind of goes through sizes, preferences of density and all that. It, it probably takes a, a few minutes to go through the whole quiz and then it pops out um, the best recommendation for you. Again, because it's customizable, you can change or choose whatever you like. 
Okay. And of course, you've gone into other products outside of pillows, right? So what other products do you offer for people to get the best sleep possible? Right now, we have a mulberry silk case, which is phenomenal. It's I mean, everyone loves silk, but it's got great properties to it. It's great for the skin, but it's very comfortable. We have sleep masks to help block out light, which is really important at night. And we have sleep sprays because everybody needs a nice smelling sleep spray. I I believe anyways. I have to agree with you too on the sleep mask. I was, you know, I, I became a convert a few years ago um, because I just couldn't get my room dark enough. Uh, there was always some sort of light coming somewhere and I'm a very light sleeper and sleep masks were really a game changer in helping me get sleep and stay asleep. So what's next for wakes then? So uh, coming down the line right now, we're actually um, including all the kids in out there because really our, our products have been geared towards um, adults, but we're coming out with a kids line now. Um, we're coming out with a new pillowcase, a 10 cell, which is a renewable, sustainable fabric. And that's really important to us. Um, and yeah, that's what's coming down soon. Dropping soon, we hope. All right. Incredible. Uh, so if people want to check out the pillows for themselves, perhaps order one, uh, where can they go? And is there a social channel they can follow along? Absolutely. They can go to order at www.wings.com and that's triple Z and we are on Instagram and Facebook. All right. Incredible. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Finding the good in a bad situation can be difficult, but as my next guest will tell you, it often makes all the difference in the outcome. Bernadette Erb suffered physical abuse in her home as a child, sexual abuse as a child and teen, and later in life, not one, but two cancer diagnoses. When she was diagnosed with cancer the second time, one of the physicians gave her a week to live. That was seven years ago. Bernadette joins me today to share details on her new self-published book, Silver Linings, and why she felt compelled to share her story. Welcome to What She Said, Bernadette. Thank you for having me, Candice. So why did you decide to share your story? There is a lot to unpack here. So what compelled you to share uh, this with people? I My whole intention of writing this book is to show people that there are silver linings in traumas. And hopefully by my examples, finding my silver linings will help them look at their own traumas and heal. And people have asked me, well, what kind of silver lining is in when your mom beats you? Well, when I was two and a half to the age of 12, my mom did beat me. We're not talking spankings. We're talking black guys, hair pulling, concussions. And when I grew up to be a woman and had my own child, my my husband and I have never laid a hand on our son, nor have we spoke in emotional, abusive uh, manner. So I stopped the cycle. The biggest silver lining in my life to date is when I had leukemia. My girlfriends came to the hospital, stayed there day and night, sacrificing their time to be with me. 
And my family, who I hadn't talked to in two and a half years, came and they were all remorseful. They validated all my, validated all the beatings, all the emotional abuse. And I then had the will of wanting to live. So you say that you played the victim for a long time, but you have let that go. What, what, tell me about that process. What I would do to people is I would say, I would share with people, oh, my mom did this, or I was sexually abused at this age, hoping to get sympathy because if they were sympathetic toward me, then I would get, maybe they would accept me or even like me. And I wore that victim badge proudly. I wore it for a long time. But it's, I also thought that by talking to people, it would help relieve the pain inside. But in fact, it made it worse. Um, The turmoil then turned into depression. And the depression got so bad that I was was very uh, close to taking my own life. So I got help. And now I don't talk about, I don't have to talk about those things anymore um, to get people to like me or be approval of anybody. And so you have to be careful that you're not just repeating these stories to get attention. Okay. So tell me about the power of forgiveness then uh, for you and what it's done for you. Forgiveness. I've had so many people say, uh, like my parents' friends, you need to forgive them. It's the past. Like they've, they've made mistakes. And inside, I would think to myself, if I forgive all the abusers, then it makes it okay what they did. And it would make me just so angry. And it made me angry that I had to go seek out um, therapy with a psychiatrist for many years to deal with this pain and trauma that I had in my life. But they're right. You have to, you have to let go because keeping that all inside, all that anger, it doesn't affect them. I believe I got sick because of holding on to anger and resentment for so many years. When you decide to embrace a forgiving attitude and let go of resentments, you make peace with the past and heal your future. In doing so, you keep the past errors from repeating themselves in your past, present, and future life. Well, Bernadette, I have to tell you, most people um, with one of the traumas that you have suffered uh, may not have been able to go on, and you have persevered through several of these. You are uh, a force to be reckoned with, and I'm so pleased that you wrote this book. I want people to be able to connect with you, find your book, follow along on social media. So where can they do that? So. At silverliningsheal.com is my website, and all my social media platforms are at silverliningsheal as well. Thank you so much for joining me today, Bernadette, and reminding us all to look for silver linings uh, in our own lives. Uh, Your book is inspirational, as are you. Thank you so much. Stick around. More What She Said with Candace Sampson coming up on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to What She Said with Candace Sampson on 105.9 The Region. Sampson, you 
congratulations on another season. I just love the show so much. And I think one of the main reasons is because it's, it's down to earth. You know, it's the farm life vibe, nothing sort of pretentious or, or overwhelming. And do you find that you kind of have to edit yourself? Sometimes you might want to step out of that, but then you step back. Oh, definitely have to edit yourself quite a bit. <laughs> I don't think about stepping out of that like down to earth vibe though, because I feel like like that's what we're all about. I'm I'm not like overly fussy about certain things or materials or any type of style that I incorporate into the homes. Right. Yeah. No, I just mean we have to edit oh. ourselves. You have to behave ourselves when the cameras are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> we are very and you know, oh, sometimes personally, we're down to earth, very down to earth. Sometimes you think you can say something and go, wait a second. No, this is going to be on TV. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you're, you know, both of you, you're so outgoing in your personalities. And Billy, I noticed you're a lot more vocal this season. I don't know, but. and it's more very, vocal? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't get the impression of you as being quite so, you know, out there last season but you know well, there you go maybe it's just me i feel like last season we were we were kind of getting used to the whole being on tv thing and and sometimes it was hard to get a word in with this one <laughs> <laughs> because be. because the thing is is you can't talk over each other like you do in real life so that's hard to do you know like when you're having a natural conversation we naturally would talk over one another everybody does it and we're getting much better at it yes much better now older homes farmhouses particularly are they present such a lot of different problems i live in one you know it's drafty and i learned from your show that the reason that was my bathroom is so tiny is because they didn't have bathrooms exactly. it never occurred to me built. depending on when it was built they probably didn't have indoor plumbing they had probably had a chamber pot yeah <laughs> And so then they found like a closet or something that they could turn, you know, steal a little bit of space from like one of the bedrooms or, you know, one of those like larger rooms and then they turn it into a bathroom. And there's another thing too, that always these surprises. And funnily enough, <laughs> you took down this wall in this jutting out thing, expecting brick and it was cement. I mean, how many times does that happen? Isn't it usually uh, the opposite? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of a sad but uh, I think we we had it. Carolyn came up with a great fix for that, and oh, yeah. it looked beautiful. And I think it still has fooled a few people. Yeah, because we went with a reclaimed brick, anyways. And then what we did was the more we used a lime mortar, which would have been original to the house, so it gives it a oh. bit more of like that kind of rustic look. It's often brick that we uncover. Yeah, we don't really. We've never really uncovered anything like beautiful wainscoting or anything like that. We have no. taken down walls and found uh, existing tile that was like they built a wall because they didn't want to take down the tile and they built a wall in front of it. Right, but I would say like an example would be like your farmhouse. Yeah. we did in in the bathroom, the main floor powder room. We yeah. we uncovered an old doorway that would have yes. went into the kitchen and we incorporated that doorway. There was actually some beautiful uh, paneled uh, molding that was that the homeowners had left in the basement that paneled, they were paneled jams because the jams were so deep on the door frame. And we reused those, we yeah. dressed it up and then we tucked the sink oh. right into that And opening. it was beautiful. Are, do you feel like you're kind of known now? Funny story, Anne, I did have to uh, kind of like use my, like use the muscle, same thing. We do a lot of online shopping. We do a lot of like thrifting and Facebook marketplace shopping for items for the show. Oh, and cool. um, 
So my lead designer had reached out to somebody on Facebook and for a table and dining and like a whole dining set. And she said, no, 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 it's on hold. Someone else is going to buy it. Um, I could let you know in a couple of days. And so Laura, my lead designer was like, this is ridiculous. She hasn't messaged me back. And she goes, I need you to like send her a message and just say like, it's for an HGTV show. So I did that. And I said, this would be beautiful. I don't know if this is still available, but it would be absolutely perfect in a design that I'm working on for our show Farmhouse Facelift. Immediately she messaged me back, told me I could have it, then sent Laura a message back and said, I actually just sold it to an HGTV designer. And Laura said, I know, I work with her. Now tell me something. How do you pick the houses? And I know you have to do it a lot in advance. So how do you pick them? Do people come to you? So everyone applies to be on the show and go through a casting process and yeah. everything. And then we have to decide, like, first of all, we're looking for a great story as well. Right. And this year, like every episode, the how like the actual renovations are so unique and each family really has a great story. Right. Yeah. They, they, they oh really yeah. Do. Yeah. So we actually try to save a lot of things too. Sometimes like yeah. cabinetry and everything that we can donate, like it might not be perfect for the home that it's in, but it could be perfect at another home. Yeah. That's right. You got to keep your eyes peeled. Reuse, recycle. That's a ticket. You know, Carolyn, I know our show is called Farmhouse Facelift, but I think we're going to have to change the name. Oh, yeah, the lead to what? Farmhouse Complete and Total Reconstructive Surgery. And why would we do that? Because our renovations are way more than just facelift. True, but our current title has a way nicer ring to it. Yeah, I guess you're right. So we need a wrecking ball. This looks awesome. This is incredible. It's gorgeous. They nailed it. It feels like home. Farmhouse Facelift. New season, Tuesday, March 15th on HGTV. That's it for What She Said for this week. Stay up to date with our newsletter by signing up at whatshesaidtalk.com. And be sure to follow on social at What She Said Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for videos of these interviews and more. Finally, be sure to subscribe to What She Said with Candace Sampson on Apple and Spotify to re-listen to this episode and find full details for all of today's guests. I'll be back next week with more What She Said on 105.9 The Previous episodes of What She Said on 1059theregion.com.